<laughs> Delegate Nina Mangione joins us uh, right now for his weekly recap of the strangeness that continues to go on down in Annapolis. Nina, good morning. Yep, good morning, Bruce. Uh, happy Friday to you, and I just wanted to kind of check in. A little bit of a weekly update, but the first story, I'll just, I'm running down. This first one's very important, then I'll get into a little more fun and just some of the absurd that we are facing this session. But this first story, I just want to let the audience know, um, very serious. I believe uh, you may have had uh, earlier this week, you and um, Sean interviewed the reporter Chris Paps. Yes. I believe, and that horrific, um, I mean, it's it's barbaric, It's it's horrible evil the story of this rapist he's a juvenile and he raped a toddler and he was allowed to just waltz into a maryland school as if nothing ever happened the students were in jeopardy and in danger uh the parents were never even notified and the fact that he's even allowed to do so in the first place and what i when as soon as i saw that story i called my chief of staff and i said call bill drafting we need a bill to put an end to this once and for all. We went through this with Parkville High, and we were successful. What we were able to do is make sure that 18 and over, that's all they took at the time, but 18 and over, if you were convicted of a sexual assault, you are not allowed. You need alternative education. Well, this state can no longer fail the children. It can no longer fail the parents. We drafted a bill to make sure this never happens again. Now, this the juvenile crime issue, this relates hand-in-hand hand with that, and the state cannot just say, you know, turn their backs because they are juveniles. This is an irredeemable offense here, and this needs to be put to an end. And that's what we're working on. We called yesterday. Our bill is within called what is drafting, which means the, you know, all the legal writers, they're yep. going through the process, writing it up, and then they'll give us a copy, hopefully soon enough, where we can draft the, or uh, what's called dropping the bill so we get our hearing. Sometimes, excuse me, there's a, well, not sometimes, there's always a deadline. But sometimes it ends up in rules committee if you miss that deadline. Well, we are going to put all the pressure on the rules committee if they do not give us this hearing. And we're going to make sure people are aware of what's going on. It's all it's blown up on our Facebook. People can, can of course, check us out, Nina Mangione, 42 on Facebook. Uh, we have over 100 shares. This thing, it, it is a major story. One incident is too much, but God knows how many, how many convicted rapists and other juvenile violent criminals are in the schools. So we are addressing that that very serious issue. Now, moving on to some less. Oh, wait, 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 before you do, hang on. Before you do, uh, the, the state's required to give an appropriate education to all kids, uh, even yeah. if they're juvenile thugs or rapists in this particular case. What do you do with that kid? Exactly. Well, that's in, in our bill. We were, it's the same as what we passed several years ago. There's alternative means, whether it's uh, uh, online learning, some type of off-campus. Um, we're learning more about that, but the Got online it. learning is right. 2024. I mean, we did online learning for a couple of years under uh, under COVID, right? So yep. why can't we do that to make sure? I mean, enough of worrying first and foremost about the perpetrator. Let's worry about those who are victims and potential victims. Good. And that's you know, it's unbelievable. But so that's that's what we're working on right now. Among I, you know, you know, I talked about some other bills, taxpayer protection. Now we talked about that last week, so I won't get into that. But a big bill today for Baltimore County is in our delegation, we will be voting on the speed camera bill. And basically, this bill could potentially lead to a massive increase of potential speed cameras all over the county, no longer in school zones, but it could be all over your residential neighborhoods. It's, it's an interesting bill. Um, there's a dynamic to it that does bring control back to the local government, which I'm not against, but there's also the potential that these speed cameras 
could literally be everywhere and anywhere. And that I'm against. Uh, I'll be voting no on that. I'm also against the fact that I think some of these cameras are nothing more than a money grab. And it was brought to my attention. I'm shocked. Um, I'm yes, shocked. Exactly. Yeah. I will be voting 100% no, but it was brought to my attention, believe it or not, uh, by my good friend, Delegate Naraki, who said that if the, if the county speed cameras, I want to confirm this, but I have no reason to doubt them, if the county speed cameras are not producing a certain amount of revenue, they actually move them, which to me says that they're solely about money. If they were about safety, they would always stay there. And I do believe you know, these. we need more police on the ground to do radar than we do our resource. We do not need a camera on every corner. There's a big brother aspect. I think some of these, do. I don't necessarily agree that they actually bring down uh, accidents and such. But that that's uh, coming up today. This one is one of the bigger stories, actually, throughout the state of Maryland. It is this affordable housing bill. So John Olszewski, the county executive, has one in the county. But there is a bill also being passed, or not passed, but uh, proposed on the state level by the Moore administration. This is very important to the audience here. It will basically destroy local zoning, councilmatic authority. So your councilman who's elected by your communities, your neighborhood, in essence would potentially lose their power when it comes to zoning and input. Community input will be diminished, and it will explode the potential development of lower-income housing all over the state. This is a very significant bill. It's an administration priority. It's similar to, I know, a lot of people in, in uh, my district and my bordering my district in which are in the Senate district that I'm running in Timonium have heard a lot about this uh, or are very concerned about this because of some potential projects there. Taking away zoning authority and pushing lower income housing in neighborhoods at all costs where people who have literally lived their whole lives and worked their whole lives to be able to make, work two jobs, three jobs to afford certain neighborhoods and now they are just full speed ahead trying to just uh, socially engineer neighborhoods with massive affordable housing projects that's coming down the pipe and a couple of laughable ones here are the fossil fuel i don't i hope it's not going anywhere but the ban on fossil fuel because you're i know you're a big lawn and garden guy bro. oh yeah no no more gasoline powered uh let's see, leaf blowers or land uh, lawn mowers trimmers weed trimmers all that uh, under a bill hopefully we kill this would be uh banned there's also a, a bill that for anyone who may wear or carry a firearm, will need liability insurance. So I'm talking about a, an absolute uh, cutting of the Second Amendment, yeah. what it means. By the way, what it means, by the way, this, this, the leaf blower thing, if they're not going to allow um, us to mow our lawn and so forth, will they be issuing each homeowner the appropriate number of goats in order to keep the lawn the right length? <laughs> I'm just I'm just checking to see because you know, it's a fair trade. Plus, of course, when the goats know what it's work, it does make a tasty dinner. Uh, just just a thought, you know. Just a thought. Or we're tight on the budget. So I don't know how many goats we can afford, but <laughs> we'll do our so, best. Yeah, Doug, well, thank you, Bruce. I just wanted to kind of give an update of some of the bills that are coming up, and I'll I'll have a lot more. But it's uh, you know, there's some always new things. It's still in the slow part of the session right now in terms of all the bills that we're going through. A lot of them, but all the bills are just coming alive now. There's being bills that are being heard in committee and so on. And uh, these are some that have come to my attention. I'll be doing, of course, I'm focusing more on my Taxpayer Protection Act, my uh, putting back the death penalty or, or sexually explicit books. I've heard a lot of people have reached out about, for example, St. Paul's High School. I'm not sure if you guys have covered that. Just some of the, uh, the story about 10-year-olds being asked about their sexuality. Um, so we have that kind of piggyback on all that with a bill that bans 
sexually explicit books in library, school libraries. Um, we are dealing with some juvenile crime bills with our Republican caucus as well. And, of course, as I said earlier in the show, this bill about the trying to put an end to having convicted rapists in schools with 14-year-old freshman high school girls. So, Nino got to run. Going on. All right. Thank you so yeah, very much. Appreciate it. We'll talk. Appreciate it.